This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Facing you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I hope that your morning is off to a great start, even though we're only three minutes into the new day. So download the 77 WABC app and uh, coming up at 45 minutes past the uh the uh, hour, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. And of course, you know what we're talking about to start out with Frank James, but we're also going to deal with a number of topics in this hour. Frank James, one issue, Nassau County executive Ed Mangano sentenced to 12 years behind bars Thursday uh, his wife, Linda, 15 months. I covered the trial every day. The initial trial that ended in a mistrial and then the second trial. We will deal with that situation. And also one that's quite controversial this morning, and that is the police shooting in Michigan, in which the family says that their son was killed like an animal. We'll deal with that. Lots to um, talk about, but let's start with uh, Frank James, the apparent subway shooter held without bail with prosecutors calling the rampage entirely premeditated. And it definitely, I mean, just look at the timeline of the states he traveled, what happened. It was definitely premeditated. And, you know, everybody's entitled to counsel, but how would you like to be his lawyer? Because this is an open and shut case if I've ever seen one. But lawyers will try. What we do know is this. Yesterday, Mr. James saw his photograph on the news. He called Crime Stoppers to help. He told them where he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. So uh, you're setting up a psychiatric uh, a plea or what? I mean, defense counsel is going to try. But he, in, in all likelihood, will be convicted. Initial press and police reports in cases like this one are often inaccurate. Mr. James is entitled to a fair trial. And we will ensure that he receives one. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll we'll see what happens. But seriously here, folks, it turns my stomach. It really does to a degree that Frank James, let's call it for what it is. He got what he wanted. He's a star in his own warped mind. He's loving every second of the attention he is receiving, like many of the people that do that are caught up in these situations. And every time these types of situations occur, there's a movement that says uh, we should ignore the shooter. We should ignore the criminal. I, I subscribe to that. I mean, there's no way that the media could ignore this. But the more we talk about him, the more he achieves his goal. Remember what he said when he called Crime Stoppers on himself. I believe you're looking for me. I've seen my picture all over the news. So he's loving every second of attention that he is receiving. I'm worried about the copycats. The next Frank James to come into our subway system. And for that matter, our system is broken. With his criminal record, with his criminal record in the storage facility of his, they found a cache of weapons and ammunition inside the storage facility, including a nine millimeter, including nine millimeter uh, ammunition, a threaded nine millimeter pistol barrel that allows for a silencer or suppressor to be attached. Targets uh, a .223 caliber ammunition, which is used with an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle. So the shooting is one topic, and in one moment, we're going to your telephone calls. You've got to feel bad, even if you're not a fan of President Biden. President Biden, Thursday, shook hands with thin air after a North Carolina speech. In other words, Biden, 79 years of age, and you know what? Maybe this is the case. It'll never happen. But maybe this is the case for age limits uh, for politicians. Commercial airline pilots are forced to retire at 65. Air traffic controllers must retire at age 56. Maybe we, we should have age limits for politicians. The man finished delivering the President of the United States a 40-minute speech at North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University in Greensboro when he turned towards stage right with his hand outstretched in a handshake position, but there was no one else on stage. And no one from the applauding crowd And I guess I understand this because if you make a quick move, it's not going to go well with the Secret Service. But no one approached the president to exchange the pleasantry with him looking at at the video. So now, Ed Mangano, and I see all of your calls. We're going to them in just a second. We are taking your telephone calls this morning. 
1-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Former Nassau County Executive Ed Mangano, sentenced to 12 years behind bars for accepting hundreds of thousands of dollars in bribes from a Queens restaurant owner. His wife, Linda Mangano, who was convicted of helping to cover up the corrupt arrangement and lying to the FBI, was sentenced to 15 months imprisonment. Right? And here's why I feel that those sentences are a bit too much. I really do. I have to be honest with you folks. And here's why. If you're going to lock up Ed Mangano, why is New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio not going to a cell right next to him? And Ed Mangano, his lawyer, Kevin Keating, made the same point in trying to have the case dismissed that the same restaurant uh, owner was involved, a horrendous thing, with raising money for New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. And so the feds went after Mangano, but after investigating, gave de Blasio a pass and did not go after him. So that's one of the other stories. And I I will explain later on how one man's life was ruined in the de Blasio administration, Ricardo Morales, because he refused to go along. De Blasio wanted a sweetheart deal, uh, according to all involved, for horrendous thing with his Long Island City uh, restaurant. And Ricardo Morales refused to go along with it, who was um, a top city official. And he ended up talking to the feds. And for a while, de Blasio did not know if he was going to be indicted. And ultimately, they went after Mangano, but passed on de Blasio, the feds. And so perhaps the most controversial story this morning I will get to. As I said a minute ago, the family of the man shot by Michigan police, they say that their son was killed like an animal. That's a quote. So... Should a misdemeanor traffic stop lead to a fatal police shooting? No. No, it should not. And I'm almost afraid to say the word but. But I must. And I've said this over and over again. When you are in an encounter with a police officer, he or she, that officer, does not know what they are dealing with at that given moment. I have said this over and over and over again. Please, and the Dante Wright situation showed this, please comply with the orders of the police officer on scene. If your rights are violated, if you feel your rights are violated, you can deal with it later by, by filing a complaint with that police department 
or with the judge that will oversee your case. What I'm talking about, Patrick Leoya, a 26-year-old African-American who was shot and killed last week uh, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The police department there has released four videos that show the the incident from uh, various points. So at the actual shooting, the officer's camera was not working. It was turned off. But the person in the vehicle with the African-American man was recording. And so outrage is building in uh, Michigan. And and what the footage shows is the officer pulling the African-American man, his sedan, over uh, just after 8 a.m. in a neighborhood community and telling him that his license plate, license plate that is, did not match the car. The man steps out looking confused. In the minutes that followed, the two struggle. And at set, at some point, you see Mr. Layola grab the officer's taser as the officer tries to j- discharge his taser. So the man is running around. The officer's chasing him. At some point, the man's slippers come off. The officer catches up to him. They are... Uh, struggling with each other on the floor. The officer is on top of the man, and you hear the officer say something to the degree of, uh, drop my taser, drop the taser, drop the taser. He says it one time. The next thing that happens, the suspect, or the excuse me, the driver of the vehicle is fatally shot in the back of the head. So should a misdemeanor lead to this type of situation. And let's be honest and fair about this with an African-American driver. The answer is no, it should not. But at the same time, folks, you cannot think that you are going to grab an officer's taser, run away from the officer. Now, there are going to be those that will say that even all of what I've said there was still no justification for deadly force. I wasn't there. I'm not in the officer's situation. So I'm not going to second guess as of right now or Monday morning quarterback what happened. But you see the man run away from the officer. You see him grab the officer's taser. They struggle over it. He runs away again and I mean, he's not going anywhere. He's just running in circles. I don't understand what he was trying to do. And the officer was in uniform, so it was clear that he was a police officer. And next thing you hear, drop the taser. And then the fatal shot is uh, fired into the uh, back of the head of the man. And, of course, all the ambulance chasers, uh, Ben Crump, are on the case now. And you, you know where it goes from there. So we're going to take some of your telephone calls on any of these topics. And I see a lot of you folks want to talk about the shooting in um, in in uh, Michigan. So let's begin with that. Let's begin with that. Let's start with Jennifer uh, up in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. And what's on your mind? Good 
Good morning, Dominic. It's always a pleasure to hear you. Thank you. I'm very, very saddened um, by this this case in Michigan. First of all, it is very sad that this man died. But let's be very clear. He was the arbiter of his own destiny, Dominic. He chose to run from the police. He chose to fight with the police. He chose to grab a taser from the police. That is true. And it reminds me of Rayshard Brooks at the who fell asleep in the drive-thru down in Atlanta. Um, and he was called, the cops were called, and they were having a nice, pleasant chat with the guy, but he was clearly intoxicated. They were going to lock him up, and he started bashing both the cops, fighting him. He stole one of their tasers, which is considered a deadly weapon in the state of Georgia. And even though he stole that, ran and turned to point to them, and he got shot, and Rayshard Brooks died, that cop, Aaron, I forget his last name, is brought up on murder charges. Okay. So these cops, if they want to live, what, what are they supposed to do? If that taser hits him, that cop in Michigan or Aaron or any other cop, they're potentially dead. I can tell you that in the state of Massachusetts, we lost a cop um, just from having a rock thrown at him. The guy came over, and it was from a traffic incident, same thing, and the cop came, uh, the guy came up to the guy, took the, the cop's own weapon, and shot him in the head and shot a woman that was sitting on her porch. So no one knows what's going to happen in these situations. It's so easy for people to sit there and say, what have, should have, could have. Well, you're not fighting literally for your life and trying to fight for your future, too, because God knows he knows what's going to happen if he shoots that black man. Every so, every police so officer, was, Jennifer, knows that. Yeah. And, and you could you could hear the you you, 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 you you could hear in the officer's voice after yeah, the fatal was, shot was fired. You could yeah. hear the trembling. You could hear the shock that he was in. And he was out of breath as he was calling in for backup and, I believe, medical attention at that point. I believe. Can I say one more thing, Dominic? Yes, and then I, I do have to I, move on. Go ahead. I, Thank I, you. I know, and I appreciate I appreciate the time. I am just, I, I am sad. That man was an immigrant to the country. I, come here, whether you're an immigrant or you're a citizen born here, people do the right thing. I've been mistreated by cops. I've been yelled at by cops. I was going to walk my dog one night. I had some big, giant cop. He had to be 6'4", scream at me, tell me I wasn't coming on the property. He was going to pull me out the window of my car. And I'm an older white woman. I mean, they can be nice or they can be awful. But I went along and I called the chief of police the next day, and the guy was, you know, reprimanded, as he should have been. But you have to be respectful and you have to do the right thing. Also, people have to know that gentleman out there in Michigan, he did have a history of car theft. So I'm not saying that's why he has the wrong tags on it. But, mm. you know, they, they pull you over for a reason. And if you don't have, right. you, you should that's just true. do the right thing. Because you look at how many lives are ruined. And last but not least, Ben Crump, where was he when that 12-year-old kid was killed the other night in New York, sitting in the van, you watching are, the movie? You, you already know the there's answer no to that, to Jennifer. Be, yeah, you're, there's no money to be made off ah, of that. Ah, the moolah, yeah. the money. Show me the money. Show me the money. I'm here to fight for justice. Yeah. I'm oh, going yeah, to fight for justice. Show me my $3 million paycheck. Show me the money. Jennifer, I thank you for the call. This is a very serious topic. Uh, so I see all the calls on the Michigan shooting. I promise that I will get to them from Maine to New Jersey. But let's go to Christine in the East Village. Let's talk about the Frank James 
situation for a moment. Good morning to you, Christine, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, Dominic. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. You know, this happened on practically on my doorstep. It was the corner of St. Mark's and First. That's where I live. My uh, super was fixing a faucet, and he'd gone to get a faucet. He saw this happen. That's how close it was. And I heard the rant of this guy, uh, and it's it's nothing but the same old splitting propaganda that's coming out of Black Lives Matter, which is a phony front to socialize and destroy the United States of America. And I feel very, very bad for black people who must be horrified at listening to this kind of crap and seeing all their people and children die. Okay, 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 wait, wait, Christine, uh, because I, I don't want to receive a million emails here. What 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 part did you say, because I missed it, that you feel sorry for African Americans? I missed that part of what you said. I feel sorry for African Americans. They're dying all over the place, being shot, children, toddlers, everything. And the the reason is this kind of propaganda that's deliberate and that is a show front that's coming out of people like this perpetrator. He's got an audience. He loves it. There's nothing he would love better than to start up another rampage of Black Lives Matter, which is Soros' front for for, uh, socialism. That's what's going on. And uh, he's trying to split this country any which way he can. And we're tired of hearing this sorry old crapola, and we're not buying it anymore. This man is a criminal, and I don't believe he's crazy. He's very well organized. He's a propaganda mouthpiece. I, I don't. I don't think he's crazy either, Christine. I thank you for the call because you cannot plan what he planned going through several states to end up in the largest media market in the world. He knew that. He knew. He knew that it would be covered if he did it in Philadelphia, but not internationally if you do it in New York City. He knew this going going into this situation. And so, you know, he has achieved, Frank James has achieved his goal to be a star, baby. They're all talking about me. They're talking about my work. It's despicable and disgusting what he did. But he doesn't think like you or I. And if you look at his social media, maybe he is trying to destroy the racist to keep uh, African-Americans and and whites apart. Let's go to Alyssa. Uh, I spoke to her yesterday, and I I think we had ran out of time, Alyssa. Good morning, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, Dominic, and thank you so much for taking my call and asking me to call back. I really appreciate that. Go right ahead. Good morning. Okay. Um, I had started to say last, I know it's a little off topic, but I will um, try to get back on topic as soon as possible, that you would ask why they banned Trump from social media, yet didn't ban this Frank James guy with his hatred. And I started to say that it was because Trump was encouraging us to be better people by giving us opportunities. Also, he encouraged us to ask questions when we weren't comfortable with things. Now, social media, which most of us know is run by the progressives, wants to promote the hate. They want to promote the fear. And most importantly, they don't want us to ask questions. And therefore, they're encouraging us to be worse versions of ourselves. And simply put, 
what they want to see is for society to descend into the three C's, which is confusion, conflict, and chaos, so that everyone, when the majority of society reaches that level, which I, we're pretty much on the brink of it now, we have to turn to our leaders and ask the five words they're waiting to hear, which is, tell me what to do. They don't want us to think for ourselves anymore, which is what makes us better versions of ourselves, but to be told what to think, to be encouraged to think you know, in a chaotic way. And that, of course, is unhealthy, and this is why we are where we are. Right. I also have a question for you. It's just got to be quick, quick, Alyssa, yes, it, because it we, have a, we have a full board of calls, and I, I am understand. five minutes past the commercial break. Go ahead. Quick, quick question for you. Um, when Curtis spoke about the shortage of police officers, why would the crime, and especially the subway incident, do we not bring in the National Guard like we did with the hospitals to have them save lives when there was a shortage of doctors that, that's easy. and nurses? That's easy. I, I thank you for the call, Alyssa. The reason why no governor is going to call in the National Guard is because it points to weakness. No governor, unless it's a full riot situation that's ongoing, no governor wants to admit that they have to call in their National Guard. It points to weakness politically, and we are only, what, two months from the Democratic primary? The last thing in the world that Kathy Hochul is going to do is call in the National Guard, especially considering the corruption situation of her lieutenant governor, Brian Benjamin, and where was the vetting process. So she's not going to call in the National Guard for anything, for anything. Frankly, I don't think any governor would, unless it's a very dire, desperate type situation, and it is absolutely necessary to do so. Folks, I see all of your calls from Maine to New Jersey to Suffolk County. You want to talk about Frank James? You want to discuss the shooting, the police shooting in Michigan? And uh, we're going to do exactly that. But I will continue with my point as it relates to Michigan, the shooting, the police shooting. Should a misdemeanor driving situation of an African-American lead to a a fatality? Absolutely not. I hope you hear me on record. Absolutely not. But but this is a two-step process. You cannot. Think that you're going to grab an officer's taser, run away from the officer. It doesn't mean that you should receive a death sentence, but you cannot. But at the point where that officer, he or she feels that their life may be in danger, we're not in that situation. We're not in that officer's situation at that moment. We're looking at video after the fact from the from the uh, comfort, if you will, of our home. So it's a two-step process. Please, I beg of you, if you have an encounter with a police officer, understand that that officer is in full control and charge of the situation. And if you feel something is done wrong, you can live to fight another day. I'll be right back. Talk Radio 77. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? 
you need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back, and there is a lot to get to this morning, uh, different cases. Let's go to uh, Maine. Let's say good morning to Frank. Frank, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, it's always a pleasure to uh, talk to you late at night, and excellent, excellent commentary tonight. You know, Dominic, um, Jennifer from Boston, I believe, uh, really stole my thunder, but um but I totally agree with everything she said. He was the arbiter. And my only point is, before I go, is how long will it take for the media to make the story of Michigan number one and let it stay there for months and months and months and let Frank James, the story of this man that tried to kill people, intentionally go on the wayside? How long will that take? How long will the media decide that we can't have the Frank James story as the head, head as the lead story? How long will that take? How long will it take to realize that that the media has their agenda and their agenda is we got a police officer. Let's let's stick with this story. Let's stick with it. Let's destroy these police officers. How long will that take, Frank? Uh, Dominic, it, uh, it, thank you. Have a good night. Hey, thank you, Frank, for the call from Maine. It, it is sad uh, to to your point. To your point, Frank. Uh, whenever you have a situation of white police officer and uh, African American driver and video of the situation uh it's a combustible if you will situation for the media and um the media is 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 all over this already and i i believe that uh, officials in michigan will decide whether it was an appropriate uh shooting or not and that there should not be a rush to judgment from the public again a misdemeanor traffic stop should not mean that a driver ends up dead. But but the but as soon as I get that out, then we have to go to part B. And part B is at what point does the public understand that you cannot run away from a police officer dur- during a lawful stop? You cannot grab the officer's taser. And, you know, if you run away several times, that's still not justification for deadly force. But it's a bad situation. And um, I, I don't think any situation would go that way if you just comply with the directives of the officer. To me, it's real simple. Comply with the directives of what the officer is asking you to do. Now, I I don't know if the man's plates didn't match the vehicle. I don't know 
uh, what he was actually convicted of, if he was convicted of anything in the past. But but it, it is it is a um, it, it's a tough situation. Let's go to Jim. And by the way, folks, by the way, coming up at one a.m. and for Frank Morano tonight, Curtis Lewa, the other side of midnight. Curtis is going to join me at about five to the hour, and he'll be here at one a.m. You certainly want to listen to Curtis Lewa this morning. Jim in New Jersey, you are on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Dominic, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Okay, Dominic. <clears throat> I, I consider myself a pre-Clintonian liberal Democrat. I have a right to free speech. I have a right to okay, my own thoughts. Jim, Jim, please get to the point. Okay, regarding the guy getting shot in Michigan. Yes. And you keep you keep alluding to it. Yes. You learn that compliance. You learn that compliance at home. I learned that from my parents. You know, and, and there was another thing I learned on the streets, too. In, I'm 77 years old. It was a phrase used years ago. Position. Just assume the position, and just stand there and listen. I'm 77 years old. I'm five foot five with a cane, and happen to be of a white complexion. I was stopped the other night praying in front of a church by a cop, and uh, he stopped me. And by the time we stopped, we finished conversating. There was cop cars there. The wait, you said, wait, Jim. Jim, you're, you're breaking up in and out. You said by the time you were done praying. There was more than yeah, one cop saying, car there. Gotta, yeah, the, the cop came. And, you know, he was he 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 was questioning me why I was there in front of the church at night. I said I'm praying. And by the time we stopped come talking, there was three cop cars there. The cops today are very frightened, and they are underprepared. They are undertrained, and that's a shame. Well, hey, Jim, I, I, I'm sorry you had that encounter. I, I don't think that they're undertrained. I think that they're under attack at, 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 every, at every way they turn. There's a, a Monday morning quarterback, a critic, telling them that you shouldn't have done this, 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 this. And so, you know, the, the, the video of the Michigan case, and thank you for the call, um, it's troubling to look at it, but, but I, I will reserve judgment. And and I, I do have to be uh, honest about this point, folks, and that is African-Americans have sometimes a different type of interaction with police than white people do. There's just no other way to, to put it, right? But at the same time, at the same time, you cannot defy an officer, grab the officer's taser, right? So now, so th- this is a hypothetical. What if the man was able to turn the taser towards the officer, it hits the officer, and it's hitting him with these high voltage, and, and it doesn't stop? So then, so then what, what happens then? It, it's, it, it's awful, but, but here's, the, here's what I don't understand. This is the part that I'm, I'm struggling with. Why is it always a situation where uh, in the in the in the in the cases that have involved what I've seen African Americans why the the two or three cases I've seen why are they always trying to run away from the police get away from the police that says to me that something shaky that something is wrong from a lawful point of view. 
Let's go to uh, Charlie in Hell's Kitchen. Good morning, Charlie. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Thank Good morning. Thank you for taking the call. I, I want to talk about the Michigan police shooting, too. And, and my concern is uh, that if we don't offer this cop up like a sacrificial lamb, if they don't crucify the cop, will there be more rioting? Uh, will, will we have a replay of the aftermath of the George Floyd situation? Will you know, buildings start to burn down? Will you know, protesters get out of hand? I mean, my concern is that the system itself might just see this guy, the, the poor cop, as being expendable. And, and you, you could see in the film, in the video, that the, they were fighting, that the guy ran away, as you said. He, they were fighting uh, he got the cops control the cops taser and the cop had to take control of the situation. And that was the only way he could take control of the situation by shooting the guy. And he, as you said, quite rightly said, Benjamin Crump and the ambulance chasing lawyers are coming into it. He wants money, obviously. And, and uh, um, I, I just feared that, you know, the worst aspects of. Hey, hey Charlie, of, I, I hope yeah. that the, that the officer is not politically expendable, but, but I do, I do, find the need to, and I'll ask you this question. And, uh, you know, I, I really don't want a Monday morning quarterback the situation because it's an explosive case, but the vehicle was there, right? So the vehicle wasn't going anywhere. And so I'm sure that the man was identified or, you, you know, if he wants to run around, let him run around. I'm now I don't know what the instruction comes from the, uh, from the local police department, from the sergeant of what their protocol is. But if he wants to run away, you know, let him go. You'll you'll catch him at another time. I mean, I I just I just don't understand, Charlie, why it has to escalate to these types of situations. And so I'm I'm putting you on the spot, Charlie. That's a good question, and, and it comes down to the question you just asked. Once the officer gave chase and conflict was made, contact was made, and they started wrestling and tussling, that's the, 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 the cop has to win the fight because if the cop loses a fight, he can lose his life. The guy could take the gun off him and shoot him with it or, or run away and shoot somebody else with it. But you're saying to me or you're asking me is because they had to – car that you're saying that they shouldn't necessarily chase after them. And, uh, what, what, what I'm saying is, and it's easy for me to say it now, but <clears throat> why not Why not just stand down? I mean... And let the, let, you mean let the guy go? Or let and, him, and, and, and let him run around and, and, you know, he would have been caught another day. Now, but see, it's easy for me to say that because I'm, I'm, I'm referring to this. I thank you for the call, Charlie after the situation occurred. Let's go to, let's see here, let's go to a lot of calls on Frank James, a lot of calls on Michigan. Let's go to uh, to Tommy in Brooklyn. Good morning, Tommy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning, Dominic. Always good to talk to you. Thank um, you. Same. This guy, James, he was, he was stopped for a violation, not even a misdemeanor. And the driver up the ante, by running and fighting and grabbing the officer's taser. Now that becomes a felony. If people can't understand that. You are correct about they, that. You are correct. Yeah, if they can't understand that they are blinded by hatred for the police. When people realize that he is a criminal and that 
uh, when you fight with the cop, you might pay with your life. You know, after all the incidences throughout the United States, uh, you would think that people would have learned that uh, they should they should comply with cops. You know, right? Uh, or, I, everyone should comply with a police officer at a situation, even if you feel that you're done wrong. Out in the field, out on location, that's not the place to to argue your grievance and certainly not to touch the police officer or run away or grab at their taser. And so, I, I mean, but, 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 Tommy, we have a situation where a man, you know, was fatally shot in the back of the head. So lots of calls, folks, on the Michigan shooting on Frank James. And I just hate the fact that Frank James achieved his goal. He's a star. Everybody's talking about him. So I I hope you enjoy that star behind bars for the rest of your miserable life. I will be back with the Chronicles of Dominic Carter in just a moment. WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Folks, people are fed up, and I'm telling you that we're going to reach the stage in New York City where people are not going to take it anymore. A 16-year-old teenager was stabbed in lower Manhattan, uh, Thursday after a store owner chased him down because the teen, the teen stole goods from his shop. Now, the, the uh, shoplifter was stabbed in the chest just after 3 p.m. and rushed to Bellevue Hospital where he is expected to survive. Moments before the stabbing, the teen had snatched something from a nearby shop. Now, should this have happened? Absolutely not. But what people don't understand, and especially if you are a uh, a mom-and-pop business owner, a small business owner, people don't understand that you've got to pay for that inventory. People don't understand that your, or your, 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 your house may be mortgaged based on how your business does. Or if your business goes under, you may lose everything. Folks, people are not just going to sit around and be victims. I'm telling you, I don't encourage uh, uh, folks being in a vigilante situation, but we're setting up a scenario where we, and I've said this before, we may have a Bernie Getz too. I I don't want that to happen. I feel it was unfair to to the teens that Bernard Getz shot. I feel that it was unfair to Bernard Getz. He ended up dealing with with this nonsense, and he this will stay with him uh, for the rest of his life. When Bernard Getz dies, it will say in his obituary, uh, uh, electronic uh, specialist shot four black teenagers. That's what it's going to say in his obituary. 
And, you know, people are just not going to take it anymore. Let's go to Mike in Detroit. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let's go to, um, let's go to, let's see here. Let's go to, uh, to, and, and folks, uh, for those of you that, that didn't hear the comment, uh, maybe you heard it online. I don't know. Um, I won't even, I won't even deal with it, but it, it it's amazing. And it's the psychology of, some people thinking that, that, you know, it's okay to run from police. It's okay. And so, and so rather than you calling up and using a slur directed towards me, why don't you do something to help your people and stop being a clown and a moron and an absolute idiot? Do you think that you are getting under my skin? You're not, as, as the kids say in the street, you're playing yourself. It's as simple as that. You're not harming me at all. I think you're a complete joke. So if you want to call up every night and say that, go for it. If that makes you feel better, go for it. Go for it. Let's go to uh let's go to Jimmy in New City, Rockland County. Good morning, Jimmy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. I think I can get off four points within a minute. Okay, go for it. I start with how Trump said, you are ready for the national stage, but please stay with us. You are New York's gem. You well, are thank terrific. you. Thank you. Um, of course, comply with the police, but this sounds stinky. If he was on his way and he was getting away, nothing should have happened. He should have just not, you know, let him run, but it's a travesty that this poor man ended up the way this case was. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. And just thinking outside the box of the shooting in Brooklyn, like to say, Please, please keep the due diligence going. Maybe with the smoke bombs going, this gentleman did not do this alone. We don't know. Maybe there's another shooter. Maybe he gave himself up quickly because he may not have done the shooting. And somebody else was there. Please don't just drop it like we got this guy, you know. I, I, I hear you, Jimmy. But, but, if you, but if you look at the evidence, I mean, this, yeah, of this guy was not the smartest <laughs> Was not the smartest. No, no. I mean, he's bonkers. But if those is eyewitness is great, case sealed. That's what we need. But also, just always, just you never know. He gave himself up that easily. Maybe you know, you know, who knows? Just thinking outside the box on that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, for everybody to have a wonderful uh, holiday. Same to you, Jimmy. Same, same to you. Everybody, let's get some more love shared in this world, and uh, let's get this place on track. Right. Thank you, and and same to you. You, you know, Jimmy, thank you for the call. And, folks, I'm going to the to the other calls. And Curtis Lee will join me in about four minutes. Uh, he's in uh, the other side of midnight tonight. And so, again, th- this is the situation, right? So I'm talking about the Michigan police shooting. And I said that um, a misdemeanor traffic stop should not result in someone being fatally shot by the police. That's part one, right? So, I guess I'm allowed to say that part, but I'm not allowed to say the part that you shouldn't run from the police, that you shouldn't grab a police officer's taser. People, some people are warped in their thinking, and they think that they have a right to engage in criminal conduct and do whatever they want to do. 
And that's why we're having situations like the ones we're having in Michigan, because whether you like it or not, you must respect that police officer. You cannot engage in whatever you feel like engaging with at that time. The law is on the officer's side. If you have a discrepancy or you feel something was done that was not appropriate, there are channels to handle that. You don't run away from the officer. You don't grab the officer's taser. You don't uh, tussle and, 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 and wrestle with the officer on the floor. I, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand. Because in the community that I grew up in, the Bronx, the community kids, if the, the older kids, if they heard that you had tussled with a police officer, there was hell to pay within the community because you were kept in check by the community. And nowadays it just seemed like, like I, I, I'm not sure, folks. Let's go to uh, Lamar in Manhattan. Good morning, Lamar. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, good morning, uh, Mr. Dominic. It's always a pleasure to hear you on the radio and uh, a privilege to speak with you. Well, thank you. I just want to say it has become painfully apparent in our country that the truth, like everything else, is relative, depending upon where you're standing and the color of your skin. I will not even attempt to enumerate the number of police cases that can only be considered egregious in dealing with young black men in this country. But I will say this. We've heard the word several times tonight from yourself, uh, Mr. Dominic, and your callers, the word compliance. Well, I will tell you this. Shooting people in the back or the back of the head is certainly not in compliance with proper police procedure. And I will end my statement with this. In the old Wild West, in the days of Frank and Jesse James, the lowest thing you could call a man was a back shooter. It was said in the old West that shooting a man in the back was lower than a snake's belly. Thank you, Mr. Dominic. Well, Lamar, I I, I thank you for your call. Uh, the, the, the situation in Michigan is a... Um, is is a tough one um you know the the only thing that i can say folks is that um i i was with uh a lot of kids of color at um at, at uh fairly dickerson uh university yesterday and i i you know i i choose to look to the bright side that that these are kids that understand that you have to comply with the law that you got to do things right, that you go to school, that you get your college education. And one of you folks, uh, it was Dominic from uh, Wapping Just Falls, I believe, that made this point. He said, Dominic, when you're talking about college, also mention the trades because everybody's not meant for college. So, yes, Dominic, you're correct. Everybody's not meant for college. With me right now is the man himself, Curtis Sliwa. Good morning. That was very interesting. Fairly Dickinson University. Not yes. everybody is meant for college. Right. Not everybody is meant to, to have an academic education. And some end up going to prison, right? So in Jersey, could go to Trenton State down south, could go to Rahway up north. But I was reading a story that is just a sign of the times. Clinton 
which used to be all female. That's where Asada Shakur escaped. It was all female before? All female, that's right. Wow. Of course when it would I, be. When I was there, it was all male, yeah, well, and it's now it's co-ed. Bill Clinton. I mean, he'd only have all females. But anyway, so Clinton, all female. And then they decided, well, we can't put the transgenders in, in Trenton State or Rahway because they become the Maytags for the male prisoners. So they put the transgenders in Clinton, 800 female prisoners, 27 transgenders, and they put in a new procedure that says you do not have to have reassignment to surgery. All you have to do is identify as a female. So what happened? Two of the female prisoners got pregnant. So I'm figuring, oh, correctional officers, you know. Uh, but no, apparently it was consensual. And the two female inmates said, yeah, it was transgender inmates who have their male anatomical parts. So mm. where would you rather be, Dominic Carter, if you were doing mm. 7 to 10, okay? Rahway up north, uh, Trenton, Trenton State down south with killers, mur- murderers, marauders. Or would you suddenly identify as a woman? <laughs> And decide you want to go to Clinton where you're surrounded by 800 female inmates, all of whom are looking for companionship because mm. they got to do time, too. Mm. I, I'd rather go to Rahway. I, I couldn't do it. I, I, I hear you on the scheme. Well, you may end up being somebody's Maytag in Rahway. <laughs> Big Bubba said, hey, Dominic, want to do the squat and thrust with me? Uh, oh, oh, God. But you see what a roost this is? Oh, boy. And the ACLU oh boy. sued the state, forcing them to be able to... So, ex- wait, which which choice would you make, Curtis? Well, Lewis? you know me. I'm I'm, I'm ready to face yeah, over with the brothers. Yeah, you're going to be in the in general population with the brothers. And- Hell no, man. Don't put me in the bing. <laughs> Don't put me in the bing, because I'll start attacking the brothers right yeah, away. You, you will. know I have to. You will. To survive. <laughs> Because he is, whoa, look at the Caucasian persuasion, the snow bro, Mr. Crime Fighter. You got to attack him quick. Put him in the bing. That's like being in Punk City, protective custody. You know, 23 hours a day in the bing, they take you out. You get mm-hmm. an hour of uh, a little exercise and then back in the hole. Mm-hmm. Much, much better to be in so, the bing. So I take it you're discussing this this morning? No. Oh, so you were just telling me that. I'm just teasing you with that. <laughs> this is how crazy this has become. Well, what do you think about this Michigan situation, the police shooting? Got to hold off, find mm-hmm. out a little bit more. Agreed. When it's just a traffic violation, I mean, for somebody to get shot and killed over that, you say to yourself, come on. But then again, if you're going to struggle with a cop uh, and not comply, these are sometimes the consequences. And Mr. Hollywood, Frank James. Oh, I got a lot to say about him. He's being charged with terrorism, right? How come Colin Ferguson was never charged with terrorism? He shot and killed six white passengers on the LIRR and shot 19 others who lived. Did they ever charge him as a terrorist? Well, Curtis Lee is coming up right now, the other side of midnight, Talk Radio 77 WABC.